This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the Eye on Money Show. It is Thursday, January 27th. If only you all knew how the sausage was made, because Mark had to tell me three times what day it was. Because we record a lot of these in advance. We try to minimize our time together. Mark cannot talk to me enough. That's a joke. Uh, because he hears me all the time. And I feel bad about that, Mark. But what can I do? Constant. Constant. Do you, do you dream about me in my voice? No, I don't think... I, I haven't had a dream involving the show. In, uh, I can't remember when. It's been a very long time. What would be the bad dream, like the bad work dream that you have had over the years in your career? Uh, well, I'm just thinking about us, Jill on Money. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the bad dream would be that something didn't get scheduled or published. It didn't go out. Like an episode did not go out. See, that I've never, I've had a couple of, of anxiety dreams that are about like getting to the set late for a live hit. We, even that I could care less about now. Like it doesn't really bother me. Do you know I still have a trading dream? I only, really? I didn't trade for that. I mean, this is 35 years ago, guys, 30 years ago. And I didn't trade for that long. It's like maybe four or five years, three, four or five years. But I still have trading pit anxiety dreams. It's a good thing you left that world. Oh my God, I would never have survived. I was not tough enough to to stand in that ring for decades, really. There's no way I could have done it. Anyway, this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. I am Jill Schlesinger. He is Mark Talaire, CEO. And we try to answer your questions every single episode. And we drop our episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you've got a financial question, a money management question, it is officially tax season. So we are looking forward to hearing your tax questions. Why don't you give us a holler? Just go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com and click the contact button. Now, in the old contact button form, it would just be you completing it. Now, Mark is so clever, he's got a little box that says, would you would be willing to come on the air? And you click the box and bazoom, you are on the air with us. That is what Elizabeth did. Elizabeth is on the line from Georgia. Hello, Elizabeth. What can we do for you? Uh, Good morning. How are you guys? We're awesome. I mean, it's a little cold here in New York City as we record, but you know, it's January. So let's not complain too much. What's going on in Georgia? Is it warm? No, it's not. It's actually, uh, you know, we had snow a little north of me uh, yesterday and on Sunday, but we didn't get any where I live. But it's pretty cold for here. Oh, poor you guys. (laughs) It's like Palm Beach. The ladies come out in their furs when it's like, oh, it's 58. Put the fur on immediately. Elizabeth, what can we do for you today? Well, just a little bit of background. I am a lawyer. Um, I'm 32 and I have a couple questions about an inherited IRA. Um, Also another question about 
some law school debt, paying back the minimum payments versus investing that money and what ultimately makes more sense long term. Mm-hmm. So I have an inherited IRA that is about $210,000 and I'm trying to figure out um, what my risk level should be on that IRA, considering I didn't even know anything about it before I got it. Um, mm. So it's not money I had been thinking about or been counting on for any portion of my life. So when did the person die from whom you inherited this IRA? Uh, September 2020. Is that subject to the 10 year? Uh, my understanding is that it is. It is. Okay. All right. So you got 200, but I mean, it's, it is found money. I'm sorry for your loss, but that is found money. How much do you make as a lawyer? My earnings are kind of all over the place. Um, so anywhere from, you know, my first year about 185. Uh, and this year, I think I'll probably make about 375 or 400,000. Jeez. Oh my God. Are you single? Uh, I'm not married, but I am engaged. How much does your um, fiance earn? Um, probably about 10 times as much as I do. Shut up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like millions? Y- yeah. I mean, lower oh millions. Oh my but, God. Um, Hold on. Doing what? what? Doing what? Uh, we, we do the same type of work. Oh, is he or she older? Yes. Okay. So you're going to get married. When do you think you're going to get married? Late this year, early next year, probably. Imagine. Would you delay till next year if I told you it was in your taxable best interest to do so? Absolutely. Okay. I'm just thinking about this $210,000 inherited IRA. Because you guys are going to, you're even if, if he's older, we're talking about, like you said, 10 years old, you're going to be working for 10, 20 years, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm, I'm, I don't see quitting working. Okay. Anytime. I gotcha. So do you think here in 2022, you'll be making this same about the 400 or so? Yeah, I think that this will probably be the year I make the most since I've been practicing. It really is amazing. Um, and are you putting money into retirement right now? Um, so I have a, I tried to figure out exactly what's in my retirement. I couldn't get the guy on the phone though. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell you that from my office, it's a blended profit sharing and a 401k. So I'm not exactly sure what's in there right now. I imagine it's not too much. Um, but I do have a SEP IRA for 16,000. Why do you have a SEP IRA? Honestly, I was just told that that was the thing to do. Hold on a second. So you have a 401k and a profit sharing plan through work, but you also have a SEP IRA and you're allowed to do both? That's my understanding. I haven't seen that as a as a combination. You're an associate of this law firm, right? Correct. And you get a salary from this law firm, right? Correct. Okay. And you're making some contribution into the 401k plan. Is that right? That's right. Okay. And do you know what contribution amount you're making? Are you maxing it out maybe? Or uh, I don't think so, but that's what I was trying to figure out because I'm okay. just not sure off the top of my head. Okay. Does your fiance have a nice CPA that you can talk to? <laughs> yes, he does. Okay. okay. Here's what I want to understand. I want to understand why you could have a SEP in conjunction with a 401k profit sharing plan. Maybe you can. If that's the case, I want to know that. The 401k, you can put in $20,500 this year. The SEP IRA, you could put $61,000 away based on your earnings. Okay. The only reason I'm thinking about this, just so you know where my little pea brain is going, and Mark, you probably realize what I'm trying to do is I'm if you if you could 
take your $400,000 of income and whittle it down to less than that, at least for this year, that would be kind of good. It may not be, but I'm just saying it might be helpful to you. And then we can start thinking about how to manage the inherited IRA. I mean, the inherited IRA is just going to add taxable income to you. So if you earn, for example, if this year you're earning over a half a million dollars, it doesn't really matter. You're going to earn, you got 37% tax bracket, right? Even if I try to get that down by 80,000 or something, you're in the 35% tax bracket. But once I take money out of the inherited IRA, then I'm popping you back into the 37% tax bracket. So I feel like you really need a CPA to figure out what's the smartest way to manage your, number one, your retirement benefits, and number two, the tax liability, at least for this one year. You might have this one year where you could do something interesting because once you get married, you're in the top tax bracket no matter what. I don't know. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I would have a conversation with the CPA, at least have the conversation, see if it's worth doing. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be. I, I don't know either. It, it's a possibility though. Can I ask you a couple of other questions? Not knowing about the money in retirement right now is fine, but how about non-retirement assets? Any money that is in cash or non-retirement investments? Okay, so I have uh, 287 right now in my savings account. 287,000? Yes, which I don't I have no clue what to do with. Oh my god. Wait, I know, how much sitting there is not is not my best option, but that's Okay, but I, it may be a great option for me. Tell me about those loan, law school loans. What's the what's the interest rate associated with the loans? I have like eight different loans and I've paid off like half of them. Uh-huh. They all have different interest rates. Is it about like 5 or 6%-ish? Yeah, so I think the highest is uh Six and a half percent, but you know those have been stopped since the pandemic. Yep. So yeah, but if it's like between five and six and a half percent is basically where stuff is, right? right. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have ninety five thousand that I Left. still owe. Right. Okay. And bye bye. What did you say, Mark? I said bye bye. Take some of that cash. Yeah. So let's just do easy things first. Like you know, when you look at a balance sheet, the left side is the asset, and the right side is the liability. You have a savings account that's earning bupkis, as we say here in New York, which means not a lot of interest. You should take $95,000 out of that savings account and immediately pay off all the law school loans and be done. Because, you know, whatever, you can do it You can do it in March if you want to try to squeeze an extra month of interest out of the government, you know, because you got 0%. But the clock starts ticking again in March and you're earning basically nothing in your savings and you're paying five or six and a half percent on the law school loan. So let's get rid of them. You have the cash to get to do it. Boom, done. You're done with those. I do have a question about that. There is a a kind of a, a school that's been growing since I've been out of law school, at least of people who I don't know if it's wishful thinking, you know, but a lot of a lot of people are, are not are deferring their and just paying the minimums in hopes that these will one day go away. Okay, that's that's a wonderful hope. That's <laughs> right. great. You know, I'm hoping that they all are buying really good stuff that they're smoking because that's a dumb way to proceed <laughs> in life. Here's why. First of all, you earning four or five hundred thousand dollars, you are not going to be eligible for that. If anything, if they wipe out student loans, there is no way they are going to allow Elizabeth lawyer making four hundred grand in Georgia to participate in that. It's going to be income tested. And there's no way you're getting part of that. That's my opinion. Number two, who says they're doing this so fast? 
you're the poster child why people don't want this to happen, which is it is ridiculous to wipe out a loan for someone who's earning $400,000 a year. And I think even you would admit that. Now, if you want and you want to take a risk and you want to keep paying 6.5% or 5%, fine. But pay down at least, at least get yourself, you're not going to get the whole thing wiped out. It's for $50,000 or less is what they're talking about and what was being discussed. And I think it's going to be income tested. So I don't think you're going to get it. But if you want to roll the dice on that, like your ding dong friends in law school who aren't earning as much as you, fine. But I'm saying pay it off. It's good juju. Pay it off. You borrowed the money. You made the most of it. You're kicking ass. You're about to get married to a richy rich other attorney. And you know what? You can afford to do this. So you should do it. The risk of not paying it off. Like, why would I pay six and a half percent when I'm earning zero? Like the arbitrage is right in front of you. You don't have to wait for the for the Congress to bail you out. And there again, as I said, it's for loans less than $50,000 and is likely to be income tested. Fair enough. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Let's just pretend that, you know, instead of having 290000 now you have 195 in savings, right? Because we paid off your student loans. Is there anything else that you need that money for, that 195 grand? I mean, not in the foreseeable future. Here's my question for you. Like, none of this money is actually necessary for you in your real life. You're not buying a house. You live in a house with him. You got this extra money in savings. Here are my takeaways for you. Number one, I want you to talk to the CPA and understand how much money is going into your 401k profit sharing plan, which your contribution level is, and whether or not it's, it is kosher for you to have a SEP IRA in addition to that. Then I want you to say to the CPA, I have this inherited IRA. Is there any reason that I should accelerate the inheritance right now, pay the tax that's due, because once I get married, I know I'm going to be in the top tax bracket with my hubby. You know that too. Do you think it's a better risk to just pay everything right now, take the tax hit and move on or not? Ask that question because you could do a little bit at a time. Of course, you know, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen with tax rates. I think tax rates are going up in the future. Maybe the CPA says, eh, don't buy a problem, right? Just like pay as you go. That may be fine too. But then we need to get you put into a place where we can have you manage your own financial life without having to do any work. So you're not the kind of person who wants to like, yeah, I want to go in and manage my money and, and right. You don't want to do that. No, no. How do you feel about hiring your own financial planner? I guess I, I have thought about doing that in the past and I don't really, I guess since, since I, maybe cause I have a law degree and I overthink these things, I, I want, <laughs> I kind of want someone to tell me who, what type of person I need to be hiring. Uh huh. If you want to hire your own certified financial planner, and by the way, you're going to be making a lot of money. Many certified financial planners are going to be like, ooh, what about your husband? You go in and you say, this is just me. Forget about my husband. We're running our lives. We're, our financial lives are split. Yes, you know, my housing is taken care of, but I want you to talk to me as if I'm Elizabeth, married filing jointly. Basically, you're not getting your paws on his money. 
because we need to set him aside. Okay, so now you can get a financial planner who will help you with your general financial planning needs, a certified financial planner. And that person is going to charge you money for managing the assets that you start to bring in-house or is going to charge you a flat fee. We'll set you up with a plan. It'll cost this much. You'll put money in these accounts. We'll take care of you along the way. But it's a more customized service. That's going to be, let's call it about, I don't know if it's a definitely going to be, but it's going to be about five or 10 grand a year is usually what it costs. And it'll be maybe less than that for you in the beginning because you don't have a lot of assets to manage, but you're going to have a complicated life because you're going to make a lot of money and you're going to need help managing your financial life. The next level down is to work with a big investment house that has advisory services as a sort of an add-on service. And that could be anything from you know, Vanguard, it could be Wealthfront, it could be Charles Schwab. And what they do is they'll say, you'll say to them, I've got a $210,000 inherited IRA. I have, uh, you're not going to keep 195000 in savings. You're going to say I have $100,000 in a non-retirement account that I need managed. I need someone to help me do it. I need someone to help me do it. And what that cost would be is they'll manage your assets and then charge you, uh, let's say a quarter to a half a percentage point a year, give you financial advice and manage the assets. And the third choice is that you just do it yourself and you're not doing it yourself. Now, there's a little in-between service that I can tell you about because there are some people who just charge fees for giving you financial advice. Some of them will execute the advice. Some of them will not. So when you have a flat fee, you kind of know what you're getting into. There are a lot of firms that do this. One of the companies that is like the sponsor of our terrestrial radio show is called Facet Wealth, where, you know, they do this, like they basically try to get people like you. They want young people who are making money and they want them to say, come in with us. We'll take you when the big guys won't take you yet because you don't have all the money yet, but we want to give you advice. So that's some place to check out. Mark, did I leave anyone out? No, I was actually thinking Facet Wealth too. Yeah, I hate to plug the the one that's our sponsor, but they have a good model. It would really be helpful to her to have the same person on a regular basis. That is such a good point because it is true that sometimes when you go to these larger places, you don't get a dedicated advisor. So we want you to have someone who's a certified financial planner, which is someone who has a fiduciary responsibility to you, puts you first, right? We know that. We want someone who's going to be able to kind of hold your hand, but also you're saying, I'm a lawyer, like, I know how to do law. I know how to like win cases. I don't know, want to and care to manage my own money and make a decision about whether to use a SEP IRA, a 401k, a this, blah, blah, blah. I, you need someone who's going to give you some direction. Can I ask a question about the inherited IRA? Uh-huh. Are you saying to pull it out now because rather than you know, invest it now because of the tax bracket? The, yeah. The question I have about the inherited IRA is one- Is it advantageous? Considering you're in the highest tax bracket, should we just pull it out, pay the tax that's due right now, and then add it to, let's let's just say, you know, in your savings account, you know, you'll have this 195 after you pay off your student loans. I don't know how much you like to keep in savings. It seems to me like you like a nice cushion. So even if you wanted to keep 100 in savings, if you had 100 in savings, okay, plus the inherited, you pull the money out of the IRA and you pay the tax that's due on it. So let's just say that you end up with $120,000. If you let's just you pulled it out in one fell swoop. The reason to pay the tax right now is that 
we would be concerned that over the next 10 years, it is possible that tax rates could rise. So instead of being at 37, you might be at 39, you might be at 41, you might be at 43. I don't know what's going to happen. They're not going down from here. I'll tell you that much. You know, the risk is that you wait around for the next 10 years, you pull out 10% a year for the next 10 years, but five or six years from now, you're pulling it out, not paying 37% tax, but you could be paying a higher tax bracket. So is it, does it make sense, generally speaking, to pull that money out now, pay the tax that's due, you know that you're at a low tax rate for the amount of money you earn, get that out of the way, add whatever you take out of that after taxes, let's say it's 120, take 100 grand from your savings and say, okay, with this new $220,000, I am now going to invest that with whatever investment service I decide to do and go from there. Okay, understood. I think that you're in such great shape. It's exciting. It's time for you to fly a little bit on your own. And then if you want to come together with the fiance, fantastic. But I I think you're in really good shape. If you, like Elizabeth, have multiple questions and you're earning a lot of money or a little bit of money, or you have student loan debt and you want to get take a flyer on whether or not you should hope that it gets released or not, give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the contact button. And let us know what your question is. And on that form, you'll see a little box that says, would you like to come on the air with us? If you check it, you can come on the air with us just like Elizabeth did. Okay. So listen, this has been a fantastic show. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And uh, Mark Talercio is the most fantastic co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. And we like to encourage you to absolutely positively lift someone up today. That will make them feel better and that will make you feel better. Our mantra here, curiosity, compassion, and most importantly, community. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.